Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Oh, welcome to my favourite time of the week. We are in Square Gators. Gamble responsibly as always on a Saturday morning, but it is Cox Plate Day for 2023. The carnival began last night at Mooney Valley with the Mooney Valley Gold Cup, of course. And Randwick today got the champion stakes there at Randwick. A very short price favourite there in Tom Kitten. The Meadows 12 event card this evening. Melton have got eight races. Even the SA Pacing Cup's on their group three level in South Australia as I welcome the one and only, the voice of RSN, Dan Hibbard. How are you going, Dan? Very well, Stats. Very well. And, uh, yeah, massive day today and uh, in, all the, in all the codes, particularly uh, the Gallops world. But uh, big weekend for the trots as well. We've got, uh, as you mentioned, the South Australian Pacing Cup on tonight. But uh, tomorrow's a, a, a time-honoured day uh, with the... The Redwood and the Victorian Trotters Derby on the all trotting card there at Maryborough tomorrow. They had uh, day one of their carnival yesterday. Uh, so all the uh, the big races there at uh, Maryborough tomorrow afternoon. And the Gold Cup taken out by Cleveland last night for J-Mac going for back-to-back for J-Mac in the Cox Plate today as well. Missed, uh, I missed actually missed the race. I did see the last couple of hundred metres, but it looks like it was a fairly bunched-up finish. Vaughan de Clare ran another He did run a big race. Heading he, towards the Melbourne yeah, Cup on a track that doesn't suit. No, he's sort of, for the old boys, sort of found a bit of, uh, bit of zest, so... Um, he might be uh, he might be a sneaky chance in the cup if he gets the right sort of run again. And in the other, the Chautauqua Stakes, she dances, which is too strong at the dollar eighty five. Short price favourite and uh, deserved the win. No worries, as we'll have a look at the Cox Plate a little bit later. Not forgetting Roman Cods after eleven as well to deep dive into the Cox Plate. But Dan, what we might do is go for the week that was in harness racing. Yeah, it's locally. been a, 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 not a bad week. It's been a really good week for uh, Brent Thompson. He had a really strong uh, week last Sunday. He had Pretty Boy Harry win uh, the first race at Maryborough last Sunday. It was the favourite. Lee Sutton took the drive. Two four point eight was the rate. Led all the way. A uh, three-year-old by Majestic Sun out of Pretty Girl Lassie, and uh, he was able to get uh, the victory there at uh, Maryborough. Uh, I think he was in again yesterday as well, and he was. He ran seventh yesterday behind... Uh, uh, I'm not sure actually who he finished second, seventh behind. I'm just going to have a click of that button there. I Dream of Melly. He wasn't... Um, and he was beat, only beaten eight metres, but he was out of the position at the start. But that win last Sunday broke the maiden. Uh, he's uh, obviously got a bit of ability and uh, he was able to get the win there on uh, on uh, Sunday last week. Um, it was a good card there at Maribor last Sunday. Maori's Mac won for David Aiken. This was a really impressive win. He was a long way off them going off the back straight and uh, really accelerated strongly and was able to sweep around, take the lead, and was just too good. They only went 2-6, um, but they'd obviously gone very hard early. The last half was, uh, was 62-8, but he was a long way off them, so... His personal last half would have been very strong, uh, but he got the victory there in that trot race. It was a strong meeting there with Cashflow Cassie winning the three-year-old and older pace. Another victory for this five-year-old mare. Uh, Nathan Jack took the drive, seven wins in her career now. Uh, she was the favourite, uh, and 2-1 was the mile rate there. 
And uh, as I say, they had heats of the derby last week and uh, the final of that is uh, tomorrow afternoon and really looking forward to that. We go to Albury during the week and Amber Alert was a winner for John Newbury. He took the drive, did a lot of work early on to score. Two minutes point five was the mile rate there. Uh, too tough. They didn't. Uh, they went pretty hard early, uh, and then it was a slugfest to the finish. But able to get the job done and get the uh, get the win on the board there for the Newburys. Uh, at the same uh, at the same time, uh, we had Bendigo race. Tino Terry Mary won for Mick McMahon from Echuca. Uh, Geordie Chibnall took the drive. Uh, was able to lead. Worked forward to the lead and was just too good. Racing consistently at the moment in this class and was able to get another win on the board in 159.1. So well done to Mick and the team up at Echuca. Uh, a good meeting there at Bendigo during the week. Echuca themselves raced on the Wednesday. This was a good card. Marola Magic won the first for Michael Watt and Liam Alder. Uh, led, copped a bit of pressure early, but was too good. 24.5 the rate there, beating Bondi Prince and Priority Betting. The second was won by Fred McKenna and Cody Rockenberg with Kobe uh, Cobber Mack. Led all the way, got a really easy run out in front. There's an $11 chance, 10-year-old gelding he is, but he just keeps racing quite well in that class. And he got another win on the board there on Wednesday. Air Apparent won the third for Ken Tippett. It was the favourite, 2-1.2, the rate there in the trot, uh, beating Starlight Red in Christmas Bay. Skinny Horace was a upset result winner for Daryl Hill and Donna Castles. Led uh, easy fractions out in front. Kept out the odds-on favourite, who was a little bit slow to begin from barrier one, and, and that was uh, the down to its downfall. Had to weave through the traffic and just miss, but Skinny Horace got the win for Darrell. He had uh, Strawberry Bling, which ran fourth in that race, and it was actually a really good run as well. First look at the quarter on Wednesday was won by Cobalt Blues for Julie Douglas and Ellen Tormey. It was a $9 chance leading all the way in 159.4. They made it a double, the Julie Douglas team, with Orion's Wildside winning again. Josh dug it in the cart. It was a $5.50 chance, and it led all of the way to score in 2-1.7. Our Beach Babe won the seventh. Zach Steenhouse and Ellen Tormey led. was too good, 2-4.2. Steady mile right there. And Glenn Bull won the last with Go George Go. Led and was too good, 2-2.7 the mile rate. The odds on favourite. Uh, lethal lover for Susan Hunter and Rodney Lakey just uh, going under at the short quote in the last year at Echuca on Wednesday. And then we go to Meribury yesterday. This was the first day of their carnival. As I mentioned at the start, Brent Thompson had the first winner we mentioned and he's going to have the last winner that we're going to mention today and this is Sebastian's boy. Now he, uh, I think we've taken, we took him in a multi a little while ago at Melton. He's got a ton of ability. He's got a little bit of an issue at the start of his races uh, he galloped out uh, last time out um, and caused a false start. So uh, he had to go to the outside of the uh, second row again, but he did win that race at Melton after causing that false start. Goes to Maryborough, out, out of the draw, and he wins again. So he's won six of his 17, uh, and he's a really nice trotter. He's a really strapping son of Sebastian Cape, and uh, he is a nice horse going forward. So Sebastian's boy getting another victory there at Maribari yesterday. So that wraps up the uh, the scene from uh, a local perspective uh, over the last uh, week. We've got a, a big uh, day at uh, Maribari tomorrow with the All Trotters card. I'm sure there's a few locals going over. I haven't had a deep dive into the fields at all, but uh, I'm sure there'll be a few locals heading over with the uh, horses in the uh, 
in the card there tomorrow at, at uh, Meribah. It's a fantastic day of racing, and uh, they might have struck a good one, which is unusual with the weather for Redwood Day. It's usually during winter, and uh, but they get a good uh, or spring day for the Redwood this year, hopefully. No worries. Dan, go to a sponsor's break coming out the other side and have a look at this big racing at Melton tonight. Yeah, Melton tonight. Uh, we'll obviously look at the Meadows. I'm off to the Meadows tonight as well. I was going to ask you that, actually. Yeah, off to the Meadows. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a bit of a look at the all-around Australia. It's a massive day of racing as well. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value for money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club. The Marupna Golf Club. One of them sponsor. Station sponsors McNamara Real Estate are now servicing the entire Goulburn Valley area. Our proud local family-run business is pleased to offer you a comprehensive service that comes with decades of local real estate experience between our team and is the region's best value agency, offering the area's only all-inclusive cap price commission rates. That's right, cap price commission. So if you're considering selling your home, please contact McNamara Real Estate on 5831 6405. That's 5831 6405. Or visit us at McNamaraRealEstate.com.au. Have you ever been to the Nathalia Nursery? You know, at number 6 Railway Street, Nathalia? Hop in and say good day. At Nathalia Nursery, we like growing a bit of everything. We have a large variety of plants, including succulents, natives and perennials. We love our fuchsia, pelagoniums, geraniums, hydrangeas, as well as lots of different salvias that we grow. And our hope is that you will too. We're open Thursday to Sunday, 10am to 4pm. Don't forget, we also stock tube stock, punnets of flowers and veggies. Nathalia Nursery, well worth the trip. 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one-stop for all your sports news. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sport Show. Big shout-out to JW, our commander and chief, Jason Welsh, listening in on, of course, this Saturday morning. Dan, we're about to find a winner. You're at the Meadows tonight calling, but we're going to have a look at this big card at Melton first. Yeah, it's a good card, uh, a strong card there tonight at uh, at Melton. Um, the uh, the multi tonight we're going to have uh, have a crack at the first uh, race. I actually made it a treble. Um, I don't normally do this, but there's just there's three of them in these first couple of races that just look really really good. First one's race one number five, Blood Moon for Tim and Darby McGuigan. Um, it's been two twenty into a dollar ninety five. It's won its last three. Now, admittedly. The, they've all been over the 1,200 metres. He's won those 1,200-metre sprint races on the Wednesdays. So he's stepping up in trip, but it's only the 1,700, so it's not a ridiculously uh, deep uh, um, increase in distance. But he is racing so very consistently at the moment. Uh, sorry, I should say she is because she's a mare. Um, I think she'll uh, find the lead. She's got really good gate speed. I think she'll find the front uh, and dictate terms from there. So race one, number five into race two, number nine, Catch a Wave. Now, you're getting a dollar thirty about him, which I think is a bit ridiculous, but he he's run in the Victoria Cup last time out. It's probably one of the biggest runs in defeat I reckon I've seen in a very long time. Um, he had no right to finish where he did, but he almost, almost won the race. Uh, he should be winning this and should be winning it quite comfortably. Um, he will probably have to do a little bit of work from that second row draw, but he is the clearly 
clearly the best horse in this race by some way, uh, and he should be winning, but he will need a little bit of luck. The third leg of the multi, uh, third leg of the treble is race four, number eight, and that's Ladies in Red. I can't, another one where I just can't see how, if she gets the right run. She's drawn the second row, but she's got no one else on that second row. She's going to be able to get away from the pegs pretty quick. Uh, and I think she just gets away, and her first up run was incredibly strong. Uh, and again, she's up against most of the same mares that she's raced against previously, Tough Tilly and Nonpareil and the likes, and Rikiro Rebel, who knocked her off last time. So I think she just wins as well. So the, mul- uh, the multi's now a treble. Uh, they're all a shade of odds on, but you'll get a, a nice little uh, multi about the three of them. Race one, number five. Race two, number nine. And race four, number eight. Um, gets you around three eighty three. Yeah, I, I, look, it's not not massive, but I I just think they'll all all go close to winning. Uh, that's obviously three legs of the uh, the early quaddy. Uh, the third race is the, the one we did leave out leave out, and it is a very open race. So um, you know you could potentially take the field in the third leg and just see how you go with a bit of value in that third leg of an early quaddy or something like that. But uh, I really think those three should be going very close to winning t- those races tonight. Quaddy. Kicks off race five at uh, quarter past eight tonight. First leg's wide open. 3.30 the field on the fixed odds, but I've got the numbers here. Uh, there's seven of them. One, three, six, eight, ten, eleven, and 12. I just found it a really impossible race to just sort of work out, and uh, I think there uh, could be any sort, of, uh, any sort of result come up in this event. Second leg is race six. The graduate numbers here are two, five, seven, and nine. Doug's Platter is the uh, the uh, two twenty favourite, but it's a, it's a good race. Uh, this is the graduate. Um, used to be a standing start three year old race. You don't have that anymore, uh, but it's a competitive field. Um, and I just don't quite know if I can narrow it down any more than that. Third leg one, three, and seven. This is the second heat of the uh, Alabar Vic Bread Championship. Ualista, Malibu Jack, and our Vincent can go. It's not a, a ridiculously strong race by any means, um, but I just thought those three were the clear uh, clear ones to take there. Last leg of the quarter and going one out. Um, it's the Tatlow Stakes for the two-year-olds. Number three, very pretty for Emma Stewart and Mark Pitt. It's only had one start. It was a win at Maryborough as an odds-on favourite. Went quick time, uh, and I think it should be able to uh, win again. Ripped home in 26-7 last time out. So... Uh, put it on top, uh, very pretty. I think it will be winning the last leg of the quarter. The only potential danger I would have thought was the one, uh, but um, I think uh, I think very pretty quite in, uh, was quite impressive at that, that win at Maribara. So the quaddy, it'll cost $84 for 100%. We don't expect you to do that, but just a percentage of it. First leg, 1, 3, 6, 8, 10, 11, 12. Second leg, 2, 5, 7, 9. Third leg, 1, 3, 7. Last leg, 3 only. Five dollars, five percent. There you go. Uh, easy as that, and hopefully we can sort of uh, maybe get a bit of value in those first couple of legs uh, as it gets a, maybe gets a little bit easier towards the back end. And what do you got for us at the Meadows tonight, Dan? Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good meeting. I found it warming r- up, isn't it, with yeah, the greyhounds, so Melbourne Cup? So next, uh, I'll be there next uh, Monday uh, between Melbourne Cup. Oh, the sorry, the is day there before. a Melbourne Cup Eve? At the Meadows? Yeah, so that's, and I'll be there. Because so that's a traditional... It is a traditional. So we've got heats of the uh, yeah. of the Hume Cup, the Group 1 over the 600 metres, uh, and also the RSN Silver Bullets on as well. So yeah, Silver Bullets, that's good right. Good night. Yeah. Uh, it's a good night there. And then obviously that leads into the Dream Chasers, and uh, uh, that kicks off on the 11th of um, 
uh, of uh, November. Uh, the big carnival leading into the Melbourne Cup and the, the Phoenix, and uh, might have some news on that uh, for the listeners in a little in the next week or so. Um, but the Meadows tonight, it's a good card. Um, my best actually comes up in the last. It's in race twelve, unfortunately for We've the. You got to wait all night. You got to wait all night. Race twelve, number one, one trick pony, um, and she's not a one trick pony. She goes very well. She's three dollars on the fixed odds, and I think she's going to be hard to beat from that inside draw. The danger is obviously the two. But I think One Trick Pony goes very well. Um, there's a few shorties throughout the night. Race one, number one, Mortality is going to be very hard to beat. Um, and there was a couple of other ones that, uh, just to keep an eye on throughout the... was a three-dog race in race four, which doesn't sort of help the situation. Look, f- race five is the one you probably want to watch. Race five, number eight, is a dog called Explicit for Jason Thompson, who's just about winning everything that they uh, throw their dogs in at the moment. This guy won the great chase um, at the, here at the Meadows last time out. He's had six wins from eight starts with two seconds. Um, and, uh, yeah, he might be one to look at uh, for tonight. And he might be another one that might be uh, snapped up pretty quick for the Phoenix uh, in the next few weeks. So uh, look out for him. He's a sh- he's very short, but he'll be uh, going very close in that race tonight. But uh, it's a good card there. And, yeah, as we say, we're getting uh, very close to all the big races. If, if you're interested, race one, number one, into race five, number eight, does give you odds of $1.82. And then you can probably maybe even throw it into one trick pony and uh, save yourself having to back it again. So hopefully uh, make that one a little bit of a treble there tonight. I'll actually do that and see what the odds are. I was just about to. I was just about to be nine bucks or something like that. Nine dollars, and that will give us. It's uh, great radio. I went, this. I went plagiarised by mistake. <laughs> One minute there, Dan. Five dollars seventy. Ah, there you go. I was a little bit off there, but uh, look, that, hopefully those three can get up tonight there at uh, the Meadows. No worries, Dan. We'll go on now to the big day of days, Mooney Valley. Of course, the Cox Plate. It is race nine. It is at uh, 10 minutes past 5 o'clock this afternoon. The first gets underway just after midday, uh, 10 minutes past midday to be precise. But we're all talking about the Cox Plate. And Dan, Romantic Warrior can take the Cox Plate back to Hong Kong without me. I, I just can't get warm to it. Yeah, I mean, it was a good a good enough run last time out in the, um, in the Turnbull. But I, yeah, I just... It was getting really tired. I know that they've obviously pumped the work into it and they feel very happy with him. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I'm taking it on face value. What you see is what you get, and I wasn't really overly impressed with that run at uh, uh, at uh, Flemington, so I want to see something imp- some sharp improvement in it. Um, it's a great race. I've ended up... I ended up going with Fangirl. Um, I thought her run last time out at Randwick was super. She really put away... Yeah, in the King Mr. Charles. Yeah. Put away Mr. Brightside. Um, and I think she's uh, certainly going to be really hard to beat in this. Uh, the track's going to be a little bit soft, but um, it, it's yeah, going... Yeah, good fall. Good fall, It's going it, to... They watered it last night. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it was pushing towards a soft five, um, but they reckon it's going to be a good four by the time we get to this afternoon. Now, whether it gets to a good three is debatable. Uh, it's obviously going to be warm weather, but it's going to get chopped out. So I reckon she's going to handle the track fine, um, and I think she's a really decent chance in this race. I, it's uh, you know the mares generally have a 
a decent enough record. Uh, and I think she's, if she gets the right trip, she could uh, could blow them away at, at the back end. It's a super race. I mean, it's so deep, uh, as you would expect. Um, Gold Trip's got to be some sort of chance, depending on how he's backed up. Alligator Blood and Mr. Brightside, you just know what you're going to get there. And, of course, Romantic Warriors, the, the big question mark, what's what's he going to do? But I'm happy to play Fangirl in the uh, in the Cox Plate at uh, around $7.50 as an, as an interest in that race. Can you guess what I'm on today? I have absolutely uh, the full confidence that you've picked Alligator Blood. I'm on the blurred. Yeah. Yeah, Alligator Blood for me, I think, you know, it's winning the Caulfield Stakes at 2,000 metres, Underwood earlier in the campaign. It's been such a great horse on this program to get uh, Gay Waterhouse her first Cox Plate and, uh, of course, Alligator Blood's eighth group one. I think that, uh, I think the whole of Melbourne will be cheering if the blurred gets up today. Well, you'd reckon he's going to lead. He's got barrier five, so he's going to, you would expect him to lead. Um, I think Militarise is probably the one that's going to make him work early. What do you think of the three-year-olds? Well, they need to... Uh, I was listening to a few things about this. He, they'll need to be on the speed because they need... They can't... There's no way they can come from behind, even with the weight advantage they've got. They can't come from behind uh, and knock these... these you know, champion weight for ages off. They need to be on the speed and make them chase to, you know, really make it hard with that the weight advantage they've got. So he's got to settle leaders back, I reckon, uh, to be any chance. He's a, he's a nice enough horse, um, but I he can go without me this afternoon. Yeah, he, I think he, the three-year-olds can run without me too. If they win, so be it. But I, I just, like, militarise just stayed in, in the stalls, in the mm. guineas. And I know, uh, so you think... Uh, ran a sort of similar race. He thought went on to win the Cox Plate, but I don't think militarise is so you think. No. And the, the, the other one that I, as I mentioned, the, the one that I can entertain is Mr Brightside. If he gets a nice enough run in transit, he can certainly run over the top. I don't think he was disappointing in, in the King Charles. Uh, I just think Fangirl was in the zone that day. Uh, so if he gets the right trip well, from Barrier he, he 2... Gets he, can... the, he gets... Fangirl on the home advantage. Yeah, he now. does, and he that's exactly right. Her, he's so. probably, I know he's won a couple of a couple of mile races in Sydney, but I think he's probably but a better he, Melbourne I've horse. I've got Mr Brightside in my betting strategy that I'll talk about after uh, 11 o'clock with Roman Coz, but the only question mark for me is if it can get the 2,000. I'm taking on trust at the Hayes camp. We'll get it up to run a, a, a true two thousand. Yeah, I think it, yeah, that's the, the, the obviously the, the, the obvious issue with him. But I think he's a he's a genuine miler. But he could certainly stretch it out to f- uh, another four hundred if he gets the right sort of run. I'll tell you one, and it just won't leave me alone. Zaki, I'm having something on it today. Well, he's probably the one that's going to be sitting up on the outside of Alligator Blood. You'd imagine that they'd go four. I know he's drawn he's drawn twelve, so he's got to go forward. He's not a horse that you. You're used to seeing at the back, so he's going to go forward from Favourite that. Favorite two years ago, before yeah. he had an elevated uh, temperature and, and, and came out. Yeah, so if he goes forward and can sit sit on the outside of Alligator Blood, I think that's his only option. Uh, and if, if he does that, it could set up a decent enough tempo for those from behind to to be able to get into the race. And do you like anything else at Mooney Valley today? Is there any other? Specials or anything like that. They're all over race seven, number three. This Verdad seems to be one of the better bets of the yeah, day in the drum and golf bars. Yeah, it's been crunched into a dollar ninety. Uh, it's generally not a bad source for the Derby next week, but um, it's not always the case. But uh, it's certainly it's only had three starts this horse, but it's uh, a winner on a debut at Bendigo uh, and has gradually increased in trip. So. 
Um, he, yeah, he's going to be hard to beat, but I mean, you're taking odds on about him, so you, you, that's the risk you run there. The one I, it's actually, the one I like's in the last, uh, Mar, Mar, Maraba, I think it's Mahabar, I think it's pronounced. Uh, Graham Big Horse, uh, one last start that was yeah, at Mariba. the Val- Mari- Yep, one at the Va- uh, Valley last start, and the horse that it beat. Uh, Brave Mead come out and won brilliantly at uh, in the first last Saturday. So form line strong. I know it's at the end of the day and you've got to wait till then as well, but I think it's going to be hard to beat. So race 10, number two. Yeah, I can, I can take a two-bet strategy there. Race 10, number two in the race 10, number three. $5 on both and uh, we'll get something back. I think one of those two will be winning. So that's race 10, number two, Mahaba, and race 10, number three, Nacho, Nacho which is a real mouthful. And, of course, it was International Nacho Day last Saturday, Dan, as well. Should have been take, running last did week. Did you take part? Oh, I love nachos. Didn't have any last week, though. But uh, I might have some today now that you've said it. But uh, <laughs> what we might do now is go up to a soft five grand week yep. and very short prize favourite for the champion stakes. Surely, I mean, it, it's been one of the most unluckiest runners in Australia, Tom Kitten. Surely it wins the Champagne Stakes at uh, around $2.40 today. Race yeah, 7, number 2. Yeah, Spring Champion, always a good three-year-old race. And another one where um, potentially the horses can come to the derby after this. Uh, doesn't always play out that way. Tom Kitten, uh, he's had four starts back this campaign. He won first up, steps up in distance each time, and he's been placed his last two runs. Uh, he was beaten 0.2 of a length, 0.8 of a length, and then 2.6 uh, three runs ago, but I, yeah, he, he's certainly getting up to his trip. Um, he's going to be awfully hard to beat in that particular race. Um, not really keen on much else other than probably the bottom one, uh, Tata Levita for Chris Waller and Jason Collett. Um, get, just keeps on improving. Uh, not a bad, uh, had a trial win last time out, um, uh, about uh, two weeks ago. Before that, third with uh, Joe Moreira on board uh, at uh, at Randwick over a mile. So he's might be one that you can entertain as well at the bottom. And, of course, Globe Derby tonight. They've got uh, Sky Racing, South Australian Pacing Club, Group 3. Look, a very short price favourite at Where's the Gold. Is that winning down at $1.60 coming out of the pole or yeah, can it's it gonna, be beaten? No, it's going to be really hard to beat. I mean, the barrier draws key. Mobile start, 2,600. So you'd think he's going to be able to lead for Emma Stewart. And if he does that, uh, should be uh, should be really hard to, to beat there. Um, the the rest of them are very even, but I think the barrier draws probably made it for him. Tango Tara is obviously the the main danger for Andy and Andy Gathrine, Roy Horick taking the drive, and the local Western Sonador's drawn barrier three. He's had a bit of specking on fixed odds as well. He was first up, uh, first up in the heat of the cup last week, and he ran second. His last run was at Mildura in the Mildura Cup final, so he he's probably got he has got class on his side. Um, and that first up run, as long as it hasn't uh, hasn't flattened him, uh, he could be a, a sneaky chance there with the right sort of run. But where's the gold? Certainly is the one to beat there. One out in the quaddy, Dan. I'll take a few others because it's the first leg. I, I would probably be taking a few. A few. Um, I'd probably take the one, two, and the three. Uh, you could probably throw the six in perfect stride if it gets the right run. And uh, Platinum Stride, the other one of the Sanderson runners, if it gets the right sort of run, it could win as well. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, mate. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM, Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.